Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Donnelly. It is, at least for me, I don't know about out in uh, out in wherever the hell you are, but in Columbus, it is snowing. It was a uh, let's go. It is a true fall weekend here in the uh, in in Big Ten country. It was a it was maybe the best weekend that the Big Ten has had in some time in terms of keeping teams relevant. And we've got. Lots of football to talk about. We're going to try and stay warm this weekend with a hefty bonfire of the enemies. Ryan, how's it going? Mm. Uh, it's going great, man. Yeah, it's the uh, same weather basically here at Pittsburgh. Um, I just had a lovely uh, empty gym with cold, gray weather mm. outside. One of the best feelings of all time. Uh, nothing like that, really. Um, so we're loving that. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw Pitt play UNC in a monsoon on Thursday night. Yep. Uh, no complaints, really. Uh, great, great time over here. Man, it is the, the the best time of year. I'm a I'm a late gym guy, and so once you get into like December, mm. I show up around you know nine p.m. There's maybe five people in the whole place. It's it's wonderful, um, incredible. As we uh, as I as I alluded to, as we try to stay warm here, we're going to need a big bonfire of the enemies, and uh, I think we can we can start as we usually do with that bonfire. I will note that uh, Ryan has some some obligations here at some point as we were recording. If we go long, I will have to uh, I'll have to wrap us up here but we're going to talk all the big games we're going to eschew our usual rundown and just talk big games this week so that we can try to get through as many as we can but first ryan, well patrick great talking with you i gotta go uh, <laughs> uh, first ryan bonfire of the enemies as we say here can i talk my shit again oh man let's go this fucking bum lincoln riley who, who lets him on the field what a loser yeah what a crybaby loser uh, him, his quarterbacks, uh, his defense, they're all terrible. Um, everyone on that team except Ryan Osamoa, a friend of the pod, uh, <laughs> is bad and sucks. Yeah, this was like... Complaining after the game, complaining after any game when the other team scores late, you know, whining about the other team scoring at the end of the game of a game that you've already lost. Like, there's nothing to gain from doing that. It just makes you look like a baby. It doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. this is not going to scare other coaches off from not doing this to you. It's going to make them want to do it to you more. Like, there's a reason that Ohio State runs up the score on Mike Loxley every single year is because he's a huge baby. It's just, (laughs) this does not, who does this endear you to? The fan base isn't going to be like, oh, wow, he, he stood up for his guys like no he looked like a pussy on tv it's it's this is the what, what a stupid decision from lincoln riley all of this but especially oh well they shouldn't have rushed the field and you shouldn't have kicked the field goal like bro you lost if you lose they get you to lost. do that that that's yep <laughs> that's what losing is it also it also rocks that the, i know it's like because of the big 12 tiebreaker or whatever but yep. if you just pretend that doesn't exist and think that dave aranda decided to run the score up yeah on oklahoma for fun uh that's cool too yeah that would be uh, that would be great yeah dave aranda rocks and i am worried he may leave baylor for lsu in a couple months here uh in which case he will stop rocking mm-hmm. i think but uh I don't know. I like Dave Miranda a lot, man. He's a really good coach. I'm going to tell you, I think he's going to leave Baylor. I do, but I think he's going to leave it for a different three-letter school that is looking for a job. And that is all I'm going to say. Mm. I I do not... USA, South Alabama. Yeah, South South Alabama is not looking for a new coach. We love Kane (laughs) Womack. No, uh, I think that the, uh, I think the West Coast might be beckoning for a, uh, for one Dave Miranda from, from what I am, from what I'm gathering, which would Mm. be insane. I mean, he'd be insanely good in in the Pac-12 at USC, which is either job is fine. I think either job would he'd be really good at. Yeah, I think he'd absolutely. Be a I mean, he's defender. he's good yeah. at this job, and this is not. Yeah. <laughs> this is not not not, not LSU or USC. Um, he's just a really good coach. I think last year we had worries that the job was too big for him, and that he was you know kind of destined to be a defensive well, Patrick, coordinator. Patrick, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we're getting a little too positive here. It's time to get back to the negativity before we jump into the okay. race with Rambo. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma Oklahoma has two bad quarterbacks. I, I think that's uh, right. The, that's the next student up section the chanting, we want Spencer, was so funny. <laughs> uh, absolutely unbelievable. I, those guys, the student section of Oklahoma is actually really funny. And salute to them for doing that. I remember traveling fans were chanting that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just very, very, given given Lincoln Riley just a hard time at that point <laughs> not even <laughs> not even something that you earnestly want just giving him a hard time for the sake of it that uh that does rock um yeah I mean these guys stink they're not very good uh it, it's it's very obvious that Spencer Rattler is not the guy but it is now also incre- increasingly obvious that you know Caleb is not processing at the level you know yet where he can play college football I think he will be good but I don't think I don't think it was fair to put him in this spot, and it seems like it's kind of 
catching up to him a little bit here. Even though his stats aren't aren't awful before this game, like this was a good defense that just rocked his shit, just absolutely rocked yeah. his shit. And I promise this isn't an insult, but I, I kind of think of Caleb as like a smaller KJ Jefferson. Like I think that's the quarterback he is. You know what I mean? Which is like right. a really good player. I think like, right that's, now that's like certainly. a top ten quarterback in college football. Yeah, but. Uh, he does some special things that Spencer just doesn't really seem to do. Like, I mean, Rattler had a few of those last year, I guess, or like late in the season. He was making some pretty crazy NFL caliber throws. Yeah. But uh, Caleb just has like a knack for getting uh, yardage in a way that Spencer doesn't seem to. I don't know. It's hard. He just gets first downs when he needs them yeah. uh, for the most part, but obviously did not have it in this game and just looked pretty rattled. Um, I, I think that uh, I think they're going to roll with Caleb the rest of the year as they should. And I think he, like you said, he will be good eventually, but this is not a playoff game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm I'm going to be really upset when they still make the playoff after beating Oklahoma State back-to-back weeks <laughs> I, in. I season. don't know, man. I, I Here's the thing. If they lose Oklahoma State in the first one, which obviously will not happen because it's Bedlam, yeah. uh, but if they do, uh, they're not going to make the conference title. It would be Baylor and OK State. They would uh, miss, the, miss the conference title game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Uh... Man, I I don't I just don't see it. I don't I don't see Oklahoma losing to Oklahoma State because we've seen this so many times before. They will, however, lose to the next coach on this list. Who I'm just gonna I, I've done it before. I'm gonna let you do it again. Matt Campbell, bonfire of the enemies. I'm sick of Dude, this he character. Fucking sucks. I'm tired of this uh, guy. He, fu- he sucks. Like I just don't know how people don't understand that he sucks. Like he's bad. He will no matter what he does, he will find a way to go like seven and five, eight and four every single year. Yeah, it's just what he does. Like, there is a real chance, by the way. Like, I don't think it's insane to think uh, that they could go six and six yeah. this year. Like, yeah. they could lose to TCU. They are capable of doing that. Uh, now, I mean, this might have been a bad break for him. Like, you know, losing on a 62 yard field goal is a hard mm-hmm. way to lose a game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they like, were down by he's like 20 in the second to... half, too. What'd you say? They were down by like 20 in the second half, too. It's it's not like this was, you know, they were, they were getting, right. they were being beaten and then they came back and then they were, you know, they, they got what they kind of had, had worked towards. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm very confused here, but I'm on the ESPN site for the uh, Iowa State schedule. Yeah. And there's a news article here that has an anthropomorphic female badger Okay. Uh, with like a weird little hat on with mm-hmm. the title, Who is College Football's Top Troll in Week 11? Um, huh. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, driving a, it's driving a top-down Corvette, it looks like. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on in this image. <laughs> <laughs> along with espn's which team is the best article they have attached an image of a of a cartoon completely naked uh wisconsin badger who's sort of sitting in the front seat of the corvette they're doing a hentai wisconsin badger for some reason yeah yeah yeah. i'm seeing i'm i'm trying to send you a screenshot of this real quick here uh uh, i'm sending you a screenshot of this fucking lady badger let's see what are they doing with this let's see here um huh okay uh, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with this. Uh, um, we will uh, tweet out the image as part of the uh, as part of the podcast because yeah. we we'll have to see this. Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand this. It, it is interesting. She seems to be in the car from the JFK shooting, uh, and so I'm not sure if they're maybe <laughs> implying something there. Um, I, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, ESPN is reporting on Matt Campbell's strange connections to the Dulles family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of connections to the CIA, getting a person a job. Steve Sarkeesian, brother, what are we doing here? What are we doing this here? Sucks. This guy sucks so bad. I like. I don't like yeah, to. Rocks, I don't like to make year one, you know, full on judgment calls on coaches very often. This guy's entire staff is fucking terrible, and he's an awful mm-hmm. in game coach. This, this is that's right. This is a complete waste of time. Like you, you just you just <laughs> fired this fucking loser. Why did you bring him back? I think. I mean, I don't know. I think Tom Herman's a better coach than Steve Sarkeesian. It seems like at least it Tom seems Herman like was, had a really good team once somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they went to the uh, they they went to the, the 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 New Year's Six Bowl and they they did the thing where they said they were back. They beat Georgia. Um, the uh, the the big cow you know murdered uh, Uga on the sidelines. Everybody remembers that the classic <laughs> college football moment. Um, yeah, this guy sucks. This is a this is what like a four and six team now. They're they're down Bijan Robinson for the year after he he went down with a I think it was an elbow injury. 
injury. Uh, there's nothing he went to down value with a, here. I'm transferring injury. Yeah, he, yeah. Went, he well, I, mean, I don't know if he's going to have to transfer. I think your brother just sit out for the next year, and then you're good to go. Um, <laughs> but I like this is just you just hired Nick Saban's answer to Tom Herman. You literally. It, he was open about that. That was his whole thing. That that he was, you know, he was the new Tom Herman. He was running the plug and play offense. It was just so obvious that this guy was Tom Herman again. Why did they think this was going to work? Well, some people like Tom Herman, Patrick. There's okay. a a big group of uh, of uh, Tom Herman fans out there, and mm-hmm. they're apparently very influential in Texas. That's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. But I don't know, dude. Steve Sarkeesian sucks. Texas sucks. Uh, but you know who doesn't suck is our boy, Lance Leopold. Uh, yes. He rocks. He kicks ass. He's good. Um, he's making Kansas great again, and we love that. He went for two in overtime as the significant underdog, which is the objectively correct thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. He has managed to beat Texas with his third string quarterback, who they were planning on redshirting. Um, this, this, they threw to a fullback on that two point conversion. Uh, quarterback ran about ten yards behind the line of scrimmage and then threw to the fullback and still worked. Uh, this kicked ass. This was Kansas was leading like thirty five to seven in this game and and very nearly blew it, but manages to hold on. Uh, Lance Leopold rocks. Lance Leopold is is so cool. I. Uh, I think Kansas is going to be in a bowl game in like two or three years, like next year or the year after that. He's so fucking yeah. good at this. Hey, by the way, if you're uh, if we have any uh, listeners in the Dallas area, Kansas and TCU uh, tickets are four bucks. Uh, mm. if you guys want to head on down to Amy G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth? Did you see uh, the ticket check it? Did you see Zach Evans tweet this week? No, <laughs> Zach Evans. As as I as someone who is familiar with Zach Evans, I'm sure you can understand what the the phrase Zach Evans tweet can entail, uh, and, and and how dangerous a sentence that is. Uh, Zach Evans earlier this week to his twenty point seven thousand twenty point seven k followers here. It appears that he might be he might have deleted it, but earlier in the week. He posted. Oh no, he pinned it. Never mind. He did not delete it. He pinned it. He he posted. <laughs> we want Deion Sanders. That's the entire tweet. He just posted that they no want Deion. He said. Let's go. Yeah, he said we want at Deion. He tagged Deion. Even Deion knows about this. He's been retweeting Deion Sanders tweets. Um, I'm I'm all in on on this. I think that would be fucking hilarious. I I think that would that absolutely rule, kick ass. Deion Sanders in the yeah. da- in the Dallas Fort Worth area recruiting. <laughs> Why not? I mean, what do we have to lose from it? I don't know. If you're TCU, like, you're just the most boring program of the Power 5 football, maybe. Yeah. Like, just you have no juice whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it's time to turn it around. Let's build the whole plane out of Zach Evans. Let's just go get a bunch of the most <laughs> insane five stars that we possibly can. I, I want I want 22 starting head cases on TCU's roster every single week. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, every coach in the Big 12, except for Leipold, and Dave Aranda and I, I guess Chris Kleiman for another week are in the bonfire. They're all none of them are free of sin. Um, even Joey McGuire, who didn't yeah, even Chris coach Kleiman, this week. Chris Kleiman's cool, dude. Get to state seven and three. They rock. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chris Kleiman. I mean, higher the the lesson here. I think in in all of this is that you should hire good coaches instead of bad ones. And that's it. That's just mm, what you should do. If you're, if you're a college football program, yeah. you should just hire good coaches. Like. Just do that. And, it's and easy. we have to think about why. Why aren't ads thinking about that? You know, why aren't they just hiring the good coaches? Well, it's it's it, we we joke, but like, why wouldn't you hire the guy who won multiple titles at the D three level or multiple titles at North Dakota <laughs> State? Like, it seems like a skill that might translate. You know, winning championships. Right, right. It does seem important. It's hard to say for sure, uh, but <laughs> how, <laughs> how different could it, it possibly be to coach at Kansas? <laughs> it's, it's it's the same fucking sport. It's the same thing. I mean, the only difference is recruiting, right? That's yeah. the biggest thing. It's like you actually, like you have to recruit good players sure. uh, whatever. I mean, like, not that you don't do that at the D3 level, but it's a totally different kind of recruiting. Sure. Uh, it, it, it's just but like... I generally agree with you that, yeah. Like, even <laughs> even the, the least successful of the brunch, Craig Bull, still goes to a bowl game every year. You know, it, it's just... I I don't understand why this isn't more common. It seems very obvious. It's like, well, we're just going to hire the best, you know, FCS coach and see if that works. It, I don't... I feel like it's a decent strategy. I think ECU's playing pretty well right now under uh, under Mike Houston. I, I think that it's just a it's it's it seems too simple, and I don't know why more teams don't do it. Um, on the That's other, right. we're going to hire Everett Withers away from James Madison. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't actually I don't know where the hell he is. <laughs> he's not now. there anymore. Yeah, he's, he's been there for years. He's coaching coaching oh. high school somewhere. Uh, next up, Mac <laughs> Brown. Mac Brown has returned to the bonfire. You put him there personally in person. 
Dude, we were there. I was with the most anxious pit fans in the world, as all <laughs> pit fans are. Also, we had this conversation, and I really realized about myself during this game. Uh, you know, like pit fans, no matter how well the team is doing, just always have a deep internalized anxiety that they will find a way to fuck up a game. Sure. And all of those fears were coming true after they like just ran up and down the field in North Carolina for the first three drives mm-hmm. and then did nothing the rest of the game on offense. Uh, you know, every pit fan was like, oh, fuck, we're done. We're finishing like third in the, in the coast, so no chance, no way, we're not winning this game. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is why Ohio State fans hate me. It's because I treat Ohio State like a 12 and one team like it's pit and i have all the same fears yeah uh it's in your blood like yeah championship contending team that a, a six to six pit fan would yeah uh, about their team yeah. i realize it's just because i grew up around pit football that's the problem here mm-hmm. yeah they, they, it's in your blood like i said they pass it down it's it's you can't yeah, get that out yeah, of yeah. You. yeah um <laughs> next up but, but pit i mean this is a great football game dude i mean pit is now eight and two um if they beat virginia on saturday uh, which I think they probably should do at this point. Virginia was without uh, Brendan are, Armstrong this week. I don't know if they will have him right. back next week. If they don't, that is not going to go well. I think it's a multi-week injury. I'm actually checking on that right now. And I guess we'll talk about this in the preview, but um, I don't know. Uh, it's They said it's day-to-day, so never mind. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, if he doesn't play, Pitt will be playing for a conference championship against either Wake Forest or Clemson, probably. And it will be uh, absolutely cool. miserable doing so. There's not a worse yes. fate that Pitt can suffer than, <laughs> than playing in an important football game. They would rather die. Um, all right, next up, James Franklin. His team drops to uh, six and four on the season after a twenty-one seventeen loss to mm. Michigan. That, if I'm being honest, probably shouldn't have actually been that close. I think Michigan was was more than four points better here. Uh, Sean Clifford was in. Uh, I don't know, man. There was a lot of self-inflicted wounds by Penn State here, too, though. Like, going for a fake on, like, seemingly every sure. special teams play probably wasn't the best choice. Sure, but also, Sean Clifford got sacked seven times, and Michigan had 12 tackles yeah. for loss. It's just, this Dude, offense Dude, Hutchinson is a dog. Yeah, he's That's, really like, he good. A, he's really, really good. Yeah. This is, a, this is a bad Penn State offense right now. It's just mm-hmm. Sean Clifford is very obviously not himself. They can't block anybody. They can't run. And the defense is not able to really hold it up <laughs> in full for 60 minutes with the offense doing what it is doing. Um, I, I think, was talking with a friend of the show, Jimmy Ungerman, who's probably like the biggest Penn State fan that I know. Sure. And I mean, he did point out like the offensive continuity. It's just a real issue for these guys. Like three OCs in three years yeah. is very difficult to like get a flow going. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know, man, this offensive line has just been terrible for what seems like seven years in a row. Like they will, if they don't ever get this offensive line fixed, nothing else to do on offense matters. Like uh, the Trace McSorley throw deep balls and hope someone catches it uh, plan doesn't seem like it'll work again in the future. Yeah, really. Congratulations also to James Franklin on on getting rid of Kirk Sharaka during the COVID year because that fixed the offense. It was that was the problem was that Kirk Sharaka <laughs> was there. It's time to go get Mike Yursich. That'll fix this. That'll that'll solve this fucking problem. Now you have one more win than Maryland and Rutgers do. Um, both in I can't wait till they get Drew Aller, who rocks and is a great quarterback, yeah. and just immediately get him like David Card in terms of being hit constantly. Awesome. Um, Brian Harson. Next up, Auburn fucking blew it. 28 to 3 lead yeah. ends up losing 43 to 34. Auburn is still going I, I want the record to show here. Auburn is still going to beat Alabama uh and it's they're, <laughs> they're they're losing these games to make it as painful as possible. Auburn and Penn State they got I don't want, I don't think freaky friday is the right word but when they played each other they they took each other's form. They're the same exact team. Yeah, I mean, it's very bizarre. I don't know. Like, we have a weird relationship with Brian Harson where we think he sucks, but we're also rooting for him in every game this year. Sure. Uh, which is a bad place to be in. Um, <laughs> generally, you don't want to be rooting for Brian Harson in any circumstances. Also, thinking that a guy sucks, but rooting for him every game is also what you do with Ryan Day. You do this with a lot of teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Auburn is really bad. Mississippi State isn't even that good, I don't think. They just like. I don't know how be how look, if you were a team that has as much talent as Auburn does, or basically any team in the SEC does, and you can't figure out how to stop Mike Beach, like yeah. you were just a shitty fucking yeah, grow grow this up. offense is so simple. Like drop eight into coverage. It's so easy. Just drop eight into coverage. <laughs> what are we doing here? Right click save as. Drop eight into coverage. Yeah. It's oh, it. Dude, I mean 
it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Auburn. Uh, Brian Harsh is an embarrassing guy. Yeah. Uh, the SEC West is embarrassing. Just a terrible division. No yeah, the, talent. I, no good teams. I was talking uh, with uh, I was talking with Wyatt about this earlier. Is Alabama going to finish the season with one with one ranked win? Ole Miss, dude, probably. Yeah, because like, I mean, Miami's out, shit, Florida's even Ole Miss out. Could easily drop another game. Ole Miss yeah. could easily lose to Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State's not going to finish ranked. Tennessee isn't going to finish ranked. LSU certainly not. Arkansas, I guess, might, but Arkansas is also, you know, going to lose to Alabama, and so that'll drop them. And then Auburn is six yeah. and four. I, I I think there's right. a very decent chance that Alabama has as many ranked wins at the end of the season. Actually, fewer ranked wins than Cincinnati does. And that's why I don't really understand why people are talking about like an eleven and two Alabama uh, finishing ahead of like Cincinnati or, oh, or like ahead of a twelve and one Big Twelve champ. I can explain like, that. It's fear. That's 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 why I'm that's why I say it is because I'm afraid of it because I've I've seen Alabama yeah, get put in for no reason before. But logically, logically, there's no reason why it would happen, right? Like there is. Well, no, like, but it's it's. I mean, but it's not a logical process. I get that, but like we can't we can't worry about like I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the only way to deal with the committee is like to logically analyze the teams and then like acknowledge that yes the committee doesn't do that and that they could just decide whatever they feel like deciding mm-hmm. but there's no point in trying to predict what they'll do because it is a totally random and like non-logical process that goes through yeah i can think of a different way to handle the committee that that uh has something kind of in common with the way that we handled <laughs> mussolini but we'll look into that later on um <laughs> Next up, Tom Allen loses another game in the Big Ten. Indiana probably not going to end the season with a P5 win. Uh, this stinks. One of I, only three teams in the P5 doesn't have that. I think it's two now. Oh, no, sorry. Kansas won. Now yeah, it's two. Yeah, yep. it's Vanderbilt and Indiana, the big two. Um, three players threw more than 10 <laughs> passes for Indiana. They just don't know what they're doing. They just they have no idea what to do. They don't know what's going on. They were very dependent on Michael Penix being the guy this year, and he just wasn't, and... They've got they've got nothing. They have no answers. Uh, yeah, they've also had one score or fewer on offense in what five games this season, six yeah. games this season, something like that. Uh, just just uh, unbelievably bad. Awesome. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not even trying to like shit on Indiana fans. I really do hope they turn it around in a certain sense. I'd like them to be better than Maryland at least. Yeah. Um, but. I also do want to say I told you so about Rutgers, Pat. Uh, sure. I, I did tell you they would kick Indiana's ass. Yeah, uh, and they did do that. Um. The best part of this game was all of the shirtless freaks in the Indiana student <laughs> section meeting up in that one. Did you see this stuff going I on? I did, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of looked like a clan rally, but besides that, it was fun. Yeah. Um, Next up. Shout out to the state of Indiana. And, sure. You know, I, get, they're, they're, I guess. There's certain history with forming private organizations. Huh. <laughs> 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 That's right, folks. Notre Dame. Uh, next up, Scott Leffler. Uh, Scott Leffler has lost... You just lost in 2021 to Jason Candle by 30 points. Couldn't you, be me. You are a grown Couldn't man that just lost to Jason Candle by 30 points. <laughs> Grown-ass man that just lost to Jason Candle. They, they threw for 67 total yards in this game. Bowling Green did. This mm-hmm. is... that We're not doing the rundown this week, but this is the, the, the throwback game of the week brought to you by Quaaludes exclusively for Bowling Green. This is fucking pathetic. You just lost to Jason Candle, I, I will say... I don't know. I, I do want to point out here, as much as we dump on Toledo, deservedly so, I, I do want to give a quick little shot to Bryant Kobach, the running back, who is sure. cool and good. Okay. Yep. That's fine. Uh, next up, Manny Diaz, Florida State 31, Miami 28. Manny Diaz, I don't think they have the money to fire him, so he's just in hell. He's just, he's trapped permanently in hell. I don't know. There is like, uh, I do recall a story that I think it might have been Bruce Feldman who tweeted this out. I don't know. Somebody posted it. Uh, by the way, we do not give a fuck the Saturn rankings to this day. We still don't. Um, yeah, we don't. Uh, about like a Purdue game where Purdue was like had some coach. They, I think it might have been Daryl Hazel, but they like they convinced they couldn't fire. And then one of their big boosters showed up for a game sure. and saw how dog shit they were and got the other boosters together at halftime and agreed to cut the check. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> uh, and I think Manny Diaz could be in that kind of situation where he might be bad enough that yeah. uh, they decide they'll find the money. That's, um, that's advanced. But also, Florida State legitimately probably should win both of the big three games this year. Yeah, like they should be two and zero against Miami. I think Florida, there's a decent chance. Funny. I think there's a decent chance they're going to go to a bowl game. They they run the ball really well. I think there's they have to beat Boston College and don't Florida. they already have six wins? No, no? they have four. Uh, they have to beat Boston College and oh. Florida. But I don't I don't think I would comfortably take either of those two teams over this team. They're they're playing pretty well right now. Hmm. 
They've, All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've won four of we'll their. See. <laughs> they've won four of their last six, and we're within two scores against both Clemson and NC State. I think they're fine. I, I think they're just fine. Yeah. I mean, I would like like to see them beat decent again, right? College yeah. football is pretty fun whenever the Florida teams are good. Yeah. It also kind of balances out the country a little more. I don't know. Like when the ACC has Florida State, Miami being competitive, it kind of just like it doesn't allow Alabama to completely wrong for the state of Florida and get all the talent they want. It yeah. kind of like, you know, makes the ACC a little more fun. Like we kind of need at least two of those three teams to be good at any given time like yeah. to have a more balanced college football season. Yeah. I, um, I think that just having a good Florida team would be nice. Just any, any of them would be, would be beneficial. <laughs> well, thank God we have uh, UCF, uh, no. their broken leg bitch coach. Yeah, we do not have that even. Uh, we have, we have uh, <laughs> FAU's defense, I guess. Uh, last one here. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to go go on this one because I got I got in trouble for saying this. Uh, the 2023 version of Ryan. First of Day. all, if you ever try to yell at us about getting mad about Ohio State football, shut the fuck up. Leave Don't ever alone. try to do that in my mentions. Uh. <laughs> I'm allowed to do it. I, I have I have a being mean to Ohio State pass. I have to do this for yeah. a living. I you'd have to let me be mean to him. I paid for a fucking degree. If you want to get mad about whatever I say about high school, eat shit. Shut up. I did not pay uh, <laughs> for a degree. Let the record show I would never pay for a degree. <laughs> I don't know. We are calling our enemies double those seven in the group chat, brother. Zero likes, zero retweets, seven dunk attempts. Uh, just not working at all. Uh, couldn't, could not be me. But anyway, uh, I, I the 2023 think... version of Ryan Day, he's allowed Greg Sudrava to be the offensive line coach for way too long. They're going to have a bad O-line, a, a worse one each year. Uh, he's going to have a quarterback with zero reps because he refuses to ever play backups. His whole team will be like new starters every single season. Uh, this guy, come on, come on, dude. This is my entire my my entire beef is that Ohio State was up by thirty in the fourth quarter and probably should have gotten some of its backups in. That's it. Like I, I would have liked to see. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was obviously a very good football team, but like there are also certain program building actions you have to do. Like yeah, you cannot a, just worry about the immediate results, right? There has a, to be a long term consideration here too. There's a reason that teams schedule, you know, like Akron or. You know, Alabama schedules New Mexico State. It's not just for fun. It's this is a legitimately valuable part of the sport. And if you can do that in a conference game, you probably should, because um, you don't get a whole lot of these. Especially like last year, they saw what happened when they didn't get a whole lot of these. And then early this season, they didn't have any defenders with any experience on the field. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I I I was talking earlier in the day, I don't remember with who, but I was talking about like, it would have also just, and, and I'm arguing this entirely in bad faith because I'm, I'm biased towards him. I would have just liked to see Quinn this year. I would have liked to see Quinn Ewers play. I think it's cool. I, I, right. I, I like him. And, and, I, and I tweeted watch. this out, but like last game, right? Like CJ Stroud is, you know, obviously like you're, he's going to probably be a finalist in New York at this point with how the season's gone for everybody Jesus. else. Yeah. Uh, he's a Heisman kind of contender. Like, you're up by 30 points in the fourth quarter. There's no, Purdue cannot stop anything you're doing with any player on the field, including your backups. Yeah. Uh, you have Kyle McCord, uh, if you play him, burns his red shirt, which I don't, I mean, like, I don't know how it matters that much, but it's also like the last game of the season where you probably have a chance to play the backups. Yeah. Uh, I would say, unless they just absolutely dunk on Michigan, which could happen, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, obviously, Jack Miller's not playing anytime soon after his suspension. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Are you saying when that viewers, like is reportedly like having a lot of like frustrations, like trouble, like you know, staying engaged when he's not getting any practice reps or like any kind of connection with his teammates? So <laughs> I, I think like it would have made a ton of sense to play when you were here for a few snaps. Like, what do you have to lose again? You're winning by 30 points in the fourth quarter yeah. with like six minutes left. You can run the ball at will if you don't want to let him throw. Yeah, I yeah I I just it would have been I mean they they were handing the ball off anyway. It's just why does CJ Stroud need to right. be out there? I just would have liked to see him. I think it'd be cool. I <laughs> I I like Quinn Ewers. I would like to see him play. I'm excited to see how Same. he does for you know Dave Aranda at USC or whatever because it seems like Ohio Fuck State <laughs> it seems like Ohio State doesn't want him and that's just I I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand what the what the approach is here with. One of the best quarterback prospects. I agree, it's been stupid, but I don't think it's that Ohio State doesn't want him. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it's just dumb. It's bad roster management. It's not gonna. It's not the end of the world. Like if CJ Stroud keeps like improving week to week, then it's gonna be totally fine and no one's gonna care. But it is kind of just bad roster management. I think. 
I will care if I don't get to watch Quinn Ewers for money. I, I, I would like to get paid to watch Quinn Ewers. I, I will be upset. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> All um, right. Do you want to get to the rundown before yeah, I have to run? Yeah, sure. So I, I was going to give you an out here. If you want to get out, I can talk games because you've got, I think you've got like five minutes. Um, uh, I can get through a few conferences with you. I think we can do this pretty quick. All we right, can get through at least like the Midwestern conferences. Okay. Uh, first up, we've got these ordered by conferences because we're conference-pilled. First up, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Purdue uh, in the Big Ten. We're going to start with the Big Ten. Ohio State 59, Purdue 31. Not a ton to say about the actual football. Ohio State's offense is just so much better when it runs through Garrett Wilson. It is unbelievable how much better it is when Garrett Wilson is the focus of everything they're doing. He's so good. Is it crazy to say that Chris Olave is like the third best receiver on this team? It's correct. I don't. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's correct. I think, it's yeah. correct. I, th- I think that Garrett Wilson is a top ten, you know, draft prospect. I think Jackson Smith, Jackson, Jackson Smith, and Jigger's probably you know, top twenty next year. Chris Olave is a borderline first round guy. I think he's the third best of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, JSN side, they'd be a problem in the draft. I don't really care about that. Like as a yeah. college player, I think sure. he's the best of them. Yeah. Um, uh, or, or at least, or not, not the best of them, but like better than Chris Olave, I think. I think Garrett Wilson's incredible. Yeah. And I think David Bell, who is also like a potential first round NFL draft pick, was the fourth best receiver on the field on Saturday. Like he was uh, better than I think he was better great. than Olave. I love David Bell. He and he and Olave played the same game and, and Bill had one more catch. I, I don't I don't think that uh I don't know if I would go that far. Yeah. I I really Maybe. we'll see. I, we, that, Sir, it's like it's a little bit picking nits, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, Ohio State's uh, offense looks fine when Garrett Wilson is on the field. Looks good when Garrett Wilson is on the field. I was surprised. They're my last thing on this. They really a lot of the times on defense against the pass look like a team that is learning how to play zone for the first time, where you've got linebackers yeah. like counting their steps and going to a specific space and not looking at receivers. They just they cover grass. They don't cover guys, and it's it. Purdue took it is frustrating of that. for yeah. sure, especially when they're I mean, dropping. Like Cody Simon does not need to play anymore. Like either he's like uh, hurt, as people are saying, or he's just not that good. Either yeah. way, it is not his season right now. Like he needs to sit. It needs to be Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg, the top two linebackers. Jesus, and I can't uh, believe I'm saying that after the way the season started. Yeah, but I mean, uh, also real quick here, uh, if they play seven banks again, uh, someone should be arrested. Dude, that guy sucks. He's so bad. First round projected pick seven banks. Everybody really knows what they're talking about. That's that's uh, there's Come proof. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, Michigan at Penn State. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, Michigan stays in the hunt for the Big Ten East title and for the for the the playoff. Would we'll need to win out, which is a lot easier said than done with Ohio State left on the schedule. But um, this rushing attack remains good. They want they run like four offensive plays, but they're they're pretty good at them. I think the defense is really good. Uh, they're Michigan. Yeah, their D line is nasty. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's like you said, the Jim Harbaugh team. Like you know what to expect yeah. from them. Like I'm sure they're going to lose to uh, Ohio State as they always do. But I don't know. It's a ten and two season. Jim Harbaugh finally got a road win against a decent team. Mm-hmm. You go seven and five Penn State team. Uh, it's still a good year yeah. uh, for him to actually get that done for once. Um, I don't know. Good for him, man. Wins over Penn State and uh, and Wisconsin. Uh, losses to Michigan State and Ohio State. That's still a good season. Um, I guess if, like if you're into that kind of thing, I think yeah. losing to your rival every year is probably bad. You should fire your coach. But Michigan fans seem to like that. I think they're kind of. Uh, they're pay pigs, you know. They yeah. want to pay Jim Harbaugh a bunch of money to lose to their rivals. They, they like it. Sure. It makes them makes them happy. I I am curious about how Ohio State's defense will handle or not handle uh, the the three by one with a drag to the to the one at the field. Uh, I, I I'm interested about in how Ohio State is going to handle that because usually it doesn't handle drags especially well, especially not from you know the weak side of the formation it's just not something that they consider a whole lot and i don't think that denzel burke is going to draw like eric all or any tight end meaning that yeah you're stuck with you know the linebackers trying to cover that and i just don't know if that i don't know if that well happens. well i'm sure this will be the year that michigan will call the good players against ohio state i'm sure it'll finally happen this the, year i mean the good news is that they have one play <laughs> and so it would be hard to not call it <laughs> but we'll uh oh, we'll, we'll see michigan state eric all is good by the way i, yeah. I like him a lot yeah uh, I, I, think I saw he's a him good in player. high school a couple times and uh he's a good player man um last year why he's an nfl dude last year Wyatt lied to me and said that he wasn't good and so i'm uh I, i'm still i'm still upset about that now a year i'm trying in, to remember plus I, running I, I want to pull it up really quick uh who else was in his class in ohio because i think like ohio state one second let me just look at this real quick okay would that have been the um, leonard taylor class because i remember leonard taylor 
I'm checking right now. Okay, Cincinnati legend uh-huh. Leonard Taylor, by the way. Uh, as you do this, That's I'm right. going to mention the Michigan State game briefly. Michigan State 40, Maryland 21. Like Michigan, Michigan State stays fully in the Big Ten East run. Uh, we've got the first of what could be two consecutive division title games in the East coming up in oh, Columbus yeah. a week from now on uh, on Fox at noon. Should be good. Patrick, i got to tell you something. i yep. got to tell you something pretty embarrassing here. Yep. This is the year that Ohio State took Cormonte Hamilton over Eric Hall, Brennan Strange, and Julio Billingsley. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's go <laughs> you can't be doing that you cannot be doing right, that that was uh, urban meyer's final gift to ryan day is this tight end who he absolutely did not want uh, <laughs> uh it's uh it's pretty, i don't know cromante hamilton's not even a terrible player i guess but that's pretty bad i i remember um, i we, remember being struck in uh in ryan day that was one of his first press conferences with that signing day uh, press conference. And I remember being struck by how negative he was about Cormonte Hamilton because somebody <laughs> asked him about Cormonte Hamilton and how he fits in the offense, and Ryan was like, "Oh, you know, we'll uh, we'll try and find a space for him somewhere on the team." <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> oh my God! This is supposed yeah, to be um, one of the best days of this man, kid's life, and bad. you're just bullying him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I dunk on Greg's drama a lot, but I mean, like, I guess Kevin Wilson's a coordinator. Although he is theoretically the tight end position coach, they just mm-hmm. let him not recruit at all. Basically, he does like the Mac Brown thing, where it's like the first guy who's willing to say yes to him, he'll just take a commitment from. Sure. It's not like a tight end has the first commitment in the class like every year for mm-hmm. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's someone decent who's willing to commit, and he's like, "Yeah, well, that's it for the year. I'm done yep. with recruiting." All right, talk to you guys <laughs> next year. See you. See you around. <laughs> Honestly, cool for Kevin Wilson. I respect that hustle, but sure. uh, it is bad for the team that I care about. So I like to stop doing that. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm fired up also just as a as an aside about what the Michigan State Ohio State game is going to look like because there's not a a lick it's going to be fun. There's not a lick of pass defense in that game. Not not even <laughs> a little bit. I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Wisconsin throttles Northwestern. Wisconsin is, I think going to win the West will represent it in the conference title game. So maybe there is still a chance for Ohio State to get Quinn Ewers in the game um, at some point this season because I don't think Wisconsin's going to put up a whole lot of a fight, but we'll see. And then Iowa survives against Minnesota. Man, what P.J. Fleck is doing there is so cool. This is He's so powerful What he uh, with, with, his, uh, with his whole thing. I, I love him. I think he's hilarious. And by the way, if he can manage to just like do the PJ Fleck thing where he wins one really stupid game at the end of the season and beats Wisconsin, <laughs> Iowa's still going to go to the Big Ten Championship, which is so funny. Well, uh, I, Iowa, I believe, has to still get through, let's see, Illinois and Nebraska. It's a pretty which easy it, schedule. It will not do. Yeah, it will lo- it's going to lose to Nebraska, and Scott Frost is going to use that as the building block for another 4-8 and eight season next year. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin's defense is fucking nasty. By yeah, the way. they're good. Uh, Jim Leonard needs to be a head coach somewhere, but it seems like he's like um, kind of Bud Foster pilled, mm-hmm. where he might just stay in that job forever. You mm-hmm. might call it even. Who's due to Clemson? Venables pilled. He's, he's Brent Venables pilled. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he's Bud Foster pilled. Mm-hmm. He's he's Dick LeBeau pilled. Um, yeah, he's dick pilled. He's dick pilled for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Leonard is dick pilled for sure. Uh, I will uh, also mention real quick: Braylon Allen is a full on dude. Uh, the the uh, yeah, the freshman rocks. running back. He is so good. He's so much better than Ches Malusi, <laughs> the, the made up running back. Again, Ches Malusi, who did not exist before the season, he was a CIA. Yeah, not a real guy. Invented for this football year. Not a real guy. Not a dude. real guy. He made didn't up. exist. Not real. Um, uh, it's not count. real. Also. Wisconsin should just make the entire team out of guys from Fond du Lac, yep. where Brandon Allen's from. Yep. It seems like every good player they have somehow grew up in Fond du Lac. Uh, you know, they just got to get all of them. Isn't there another one coming down the pike in 2022? Like, I think it's like Carson. Not my job. It's either Carson Not Hinsman or, or somebody else. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's a uh, Fond du Lac Carson Hinsman is from there, and he's apparently like neck and neck between Ohio State and Wisconsin. It's not clear yeah. if he's going to go to that is So it is your job. Uh, next up, Mac, Central Michigan. <laughs> throttles Kent State. What the fuck is going on with this? What is happening with Central Michigan? Yeah. Is Jim McElwain good? Come on. Also, Sean Lewis, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, come on. What Grow are we doing up. here, brother? But is Jim McElwain good? They scored 54 points in three quarters. 
Jim McElwain and Brady Hoke are the same guy. You just can't let them coach a big G5 job. Just yeah. keep them the G5 and they're fucking awesome. Dude, they're great I, G5 coaches. Just yeah, do not yeah. give them big jobs. I think that's I think that's totally accurate. Like this offense is fun. They're really good. They they scored 54 points. I uh I mean Central Michigan might win the MAC, right? They're it's it's them in Northern Illinois. They <laughs> they have a loss there so they would need Northern Illinois to lose twice, but like this is still a good team. This yeah. is a good team. I think that they could easily win out against Ball State and Eastern Michigan. Eight and four is a good year at Central Michigan. I <laughs> yeah, even seven and five is a pretty good season. Like that's not that's not embarrassing at all to go seven and five. Yeah, like I, um, this is and this is a fun team. That, that's that's a lot of what I ask from a MAC team is that they're fun. And this is this is a fun team. They had two Power Five games on the schedule. I don't blame them for losing those. They were pretty close against Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, their losses are probably to the two best teams in the MAC. This is a good team. This is one of the more consistent teams in the league. We're always saying fire up chips. That's that's our big thing to say. We love doing that. Yeah. Fire up chips as always. Yeah. Um, big Jim McElwain, guys. Yeah, big Jim McElwain, guys. I will say, just because you mentioned him, did you see Brady Hoke on the broadcast at all? No, I, uh, I, I did not have a chance to watch that game. Did, I was my, uh, drinking alccohol with my friends. Okay. Uh, my man, <laughs> my man, I am, I am legitimately extremely happy for Brady Hoke. He looks awesome. He looks really good. Like, he, it's, we've got fit Brady Hoke. He he's oh he, let's go. He's dude. looking like a clean. I'll I'll send you a I'll, I'll send you a picture. He's looking like a clean maybe two thirty. He looks great, dude. Patrick is always damn me uh, sexy pictures of Brady Hope. Yeah, that's one of our top things to do. That's that's what I love to do. <laughs> but yeah, he he looks like here. I've got. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this link here. But I was I was very happy for him watching this game. I'm like, man, Brady Hoke looks great. <laughs> he looks like he's having a very good time oh, at man, San Diego looks, State. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Like this is the- he kind of looks like. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to say he he looks like the dude off of Modern Family, like the, like uh, the, the, the skinnier <laughs> version of that dad. Yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, but like this is there is definitely this is a brand of guy where they just aren't really meant for big jobs, but they're really good at the small ones. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I hope he stays there forever. I hope that both of these guys just stay at Central Michigan and San Diego State. You're good there. Just stay there. You like it. You like it there. I promise. Right. You don't need to go to Michigan. It's good there. But <laughs> <laughs> also San Diego, one of the best places in America you can possibly yeah. live. Yeah, Brady like, Hoke. Brady, it's an awesome town. Yeah, Brady Hoke's got a, like an Equinox you know, membership. He's going out there. He's hitting the treadmill, and then he's walking <laughs> home because it's 75 degrees in December. I'm I'm thrilled for Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke is implementing Sharia law in, in the city of San Diego, and we're looking <laughs> into that more and more. <laughs> uh, next up in the MAC, Northern <laughs> Illinois. Uh, last second win over Ball State. Only thing I really want to mention here other than Northern Illinois is good and is is going to win the MAC and and Rocky Lombardi also is good. Uh, Northern Illinois, did you see its kicker celebrating here? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, John, uh, people John, are like, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" He was looking for the damn trophy. That's what he wanted. His fucking bronze stock trophy. <laughs> yeah, he, and wanted he wanted the it trophy. now. <laughs> he said, "He said, run me my check." Um, yeah, John John Richardson <laughs> that guy rocks. Dude. Dude, yeah, John Richardson. By the way. Uh, I, 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 the official Northern Illinois football account faved my tweet about that. Let's uh, go. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, John Richardson <laughs> drills it from 32 yards out to win the game, and then is doing the ice in my veins celebration in the direction of Ball State's like you know horde of players walking <laughs> off the field. <laughs> And then he ran onto their sideline looking for the trophy. Yeah, this yeah. is a badass. Yeah, he knew he, was, he knew he was it was up over. For there. Whatever came with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, Go he ahead. said I'm up for whatever. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? Fight the kicker? He just beat you. You can't fight the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> and big shout out to Thomas Hammock, who yes. is the king. Dude's uh, rock. He first just... of all, we we love fat coaches in yes. general. Even though we were just talking about Brady Cook getting skinny. Yeah, I love a fat coach. We love coaches Thomas of all Hammock, sizes. Uh, Thomas Hammock. Might get a Big Ten job like in the next year or two. He just got an extension. He he like that's. Uh, oh yeah, what's that matter though? Well, no, I'm just saying I'm I'm happy for him because he they didn't win a game last oh, year yeah. and that stinks. That's a that's a bad experience to have. So I'm I'm happy for Thomas Hammock too. Um, all right, for sure. American? For sure. Are you him at Penn State or something? Yeah. Are you out of <laughs> here or do you want to talk American? Um, I gotta run actually, but right. uh, I, I do want to just say really quick here, uh, looking down the list of games before I go. Um, North Carolina Pitt, I know we talked about it briefly. Yeah. Uh, great environment, great game. Uh, the Pitt, you know, it's tough for them because that stadium is just a little bit too big for their fan base. Yep. You know what I mean? They, they kind of struggle to fill it up. It's not WU, Penn State, near game. But uh, that was just like a really good environment. Loud, loud crowd. Uh, Pitt, 
kicked ass that game. Really fun to be there. I was live betting in Heinz Field. Um, you know, I was free. So amazing. Uh, we love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Pitt. And also that NC State weight game was awesome. One of the best games of the year. Yeah, fantastic. It lived up to uh, lived up to all the hype. All right, Ryan, thank you. I will talk to you uh, in the week, and we will we will be back on Thursday morning with a full a full two man staff. But I will I will take us home here. Woo! Cheers, brother. Actually, we may have a three man staff, right? We may have a uh, mm. a guest join pod. We might have a guest join in the pod, and, and I will also tease that we're might gonna we're gonna have a bonus show here at some point on on Jim Mora and UConn. So you can Let's learn more about as well. All right, Ryan, I will catch you. There. All right, man. Talk to you later. Yep. All right. It's just me now. Let's let's round this out here. We've got plenty of football left to talk about. Um, first up in the American Cincinnati forty five USF twenty eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you you can't you can't tell my boss. I was watching this game at the Ohio State men's basketball game that I was covering. Don't tell him. Uh, I was interested in it. I wanted to see if Cincinnati could put up style points. It kind of did it should have done more than it did but also 45 is not bad um i'm a little troubled by the defense just in general i think sauce gardener is awesome but some of the stuff that they're doing is is a little worrisome usf it just kept having i want to figure out this quarterback's name um because i i did not catch it on the broadcast but it just kept getting into these long third downs and then timmy mclean uh who appears to be a true freshman just he kept bailing him out. He's been playing pretty well the last couple games. He 289 yards against Houston and 245 against Cincinnati Threw four interceptions in those games, but three touchdowns ran the ball pretty well as well against Houston. Didn't do a whole lot against Cincinnati, but he's good. I I think he's a good player. I think that Jeff Scott's got something there at, at quarterback. Um, Next up, SMU, UCF. I was a little troubled that, uh, that SMU lost its last two game last two games, but I think it, it took care of business here. I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about it. I'm a little worried about it, and I am. I'll tell you, just because it seems like things are going too well, I am afraid of what might happen to to Cincinnati. I don't think SMU is a better team. Obviously, I think Cincinnati is the best team in the league and should be in the playoff. But I am just. This feels like the exact situation where we would finally get the the scenario where a, a G5 team can make the playoff, and then Cincinnati goes and loses to SMU. Um, Tanner Mordecai almost 400 yards passing. Not a ton to say about this one beyond beyond that. It, SMU locked back in, and that's what it needed to do. Uh, ECU Memphis. ECU in overtime, 30-29. to 29 advances to six and four they are going to a bowl game they're probably going to go seven and five they've got navy next on the uh on the road have won three straight cincinnati the end of the season is not going to go well but this is awesome this is you know good stuff for ecu needed a progress year got a progress year this was a this was a big deal to try and get not this not just this game but to take the step this season, get to a bowl game, get something that you can sell to recruits for that staff. They needed a progress year, and they get it. Last one, Houston Temple. Eh, I guess 37-8. Houston is, Houston's rolling here. Houston is, I think, going to head into the AAC championship game with one loss, which is great. I wish that they were undefeated. They should have beaten Texas Tech, but I'll, I'll take it. They have secured an ACC title game berth. They are... They're playing really well. I think they're a good team. They're a really good defense. Meanwhile, Temple. Temple, Temple, Temple. Last five games, three points, 14 points, seven, three, eight. They are averaging 17.2 points per season, or points per, per game this season. Dwan Mathis is in hell at quarterback. They can't really run at all. Um, it they got to move on here. I know that these schools don't have as quick a as quick a fire as, you know, a lot of the other schools at the the, the bigger programs, but um Rod Carey's not the guy. He just he is he is not that guy in any way and they've got to get back on track before the AAC adds new teams and before Temple falls out of relevance entirely. This is a hard place to win. I know it's a hard place to get hires right consistently, but you can't miss this badly and not go to correct it um because this is just this is bad this is this is very bad for temple right now especially on offense rod carey was an uninspired hire 
is a hire that they made because they didn't want another coach to leave them. Um, he's not going to leave them. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee that he's not getting a better job. But this is a uh, this is a bad situation here. This is not the time to fall behind. I think that Troy's in a similar spot in the Sun Belt. You got to be good right now if you're in these leagues, especially if you're a team that, that fancies yourself as a as a contender usually. And I think that Temple does deservedly so, and they're not that right now. ACC North Carolina Pitt. We talked about. I think plenty. I, I don't I don't have a whole lot else to say about this. I think it was fun. I think it was a good game in general. If if it wasn't raining, I think it would have been higher scoring, but I still had fun watching it. Syracuse Louisville, Louisville forty one, Syracuse three. I think Louisville's good. I think Louisville is is rapidly approaching good. They are as I load up the team page here, they're five and five, which is not what I was expecting it to be. Uh, but their losses are to Wake Forest, Virginia, NC State, Clemson, and Ole Miss. Those are not the worst losses in the world. They need to beat a good team at some point, like a full-on good team. But they got Duke and Kentucky to end the season. I think that they could beat Kentucky, and I think that they could finish seven and five. I don't know if the job is long for Scott Satterfield, but I do think that in general, he's not doing a bad job. I, I just. I don't think he's doing a bad job. I really don't. I think that this is a decent team. It's a good offense. The defense looked good here. I think Louisville is fine. I think they're okay. Uh, Miami at FSU. Man. Man. The FSU rushing attack is good. It is. It wasn't great here. I think it was more of a Jordan-Travis game. Uh, I thought Miami did a good job in, in, in limiting the rushes, but the threat of... Jayshon Corbin, the threat of Jordan Travis as a runner are important. It's valuable to what this offense does, and I think that Jordan Travis has sort of come into his own this season as a quarterback in general. Offensive line has been taking a step forward. I would not fire Norvell. I don't think they're going to. I think that he is on the right track. I do. I think that he's on the right track. I think that they're getting better. I don't know what the ceiling is with him. I don't know if he's recruiting well enough to be like 10 and 2, but I think 8 and 4 is absolutely realistic in the next couple of years. I think 9 and 3 is realistic. I think that the ACC especially as it is right now has presented room for FSU to make moves. Next up, Notre Dame 28, Virginia 3. No real thoughts outside of Notre Dame's good. Notre Dame has one loss on the season and it was to Cincinnati. This is a good team. It's a good defense. I, uh, yeah, nothing else on that. I'm, I'm propagandizing in favor of Cincinnati as I am wont to do. And I think that it is, uh, I think it's fair here. I think it is accurate. Um, this is a, this is a good team. I don't think they should be in the playoff. I don't think they should be anywhere near the playoff, but I think that they took care of business here against a Brendan Armstrong less Virginia team. And they have been pretty good at taking care of business all year. They, they only lost once and that's, that's all you could really ask for with Cincinnati on the schedule. Last one, probably the game of the week, if I'm being honest. This thing was so much fun. NC State, 42. Wake Forest, 45. Um, I this I had a blast watching this game. We knew coming in that it was going to be fun, and it was. It was, it was fantastic. It was really, really good football. Wake Forest is able to pull it out late with a fourth quarter touchdown with a minute 47 to, to play to sort of push it to, you know, out of range. NC State does score to make it closer late. Uh, I thought both quarterbacks were good. I think Devin Leary was better. The NC State rushing attack is a mystery to me. I don't understand why it is how it is. I think that this NC State team in general probably should be better than it is, but I also think that it just played a really good game against a really good Wake Forest team, and I, I think Wake Forest is going to a New Year's Six Bowl, and deservedly so. Um, this was one of the better offensive showings I think I have seen in the P5 this season, just for both teams. It wasn't even like junk food offense. It was just good offense. <laughs> it, was, it was it was good offense. NC State's less so than Wake Forest's. I love watching Wake Forest's offense, but in general, I, I had a really good time watching it. I thought this was a this was going to be a good game, and, and I'm glad that I was right. I'm curious about what Wake Forest does here next week against a Clemson team that can play defense. Certainly, I think it's going to be a good matchup, Wake Forest offense against Clemson's defense. If it can win that, it will go 11-1 and because I don't think it's going to lose to Boston College. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. I'm, I'm happy for them. I hope they get there. Sunbelt, Georgia State topples Coastal Carolina as I scramble to pull up the actual score here. I think it's 42-40. Um, yeah, 42-40. Georgia State. Man, I'm 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 glad for Georgia State because I think they found their quarterback. Their quarterback. I think that Darren Granger is, is good. I think that he is what they needed, the Furman transfer. I'm curious if he comes back next year because I know he has more eligibility, but 
he is a he is technically a senior. This is his fourth year, but he does have the COVID season. Um, Coastal Carolina without Grayson McCall, this is about what you're going to get. He's that good. He changes what they do, what they can do on offense, not just in when he touches the ball, but in everything that he does, the way that he coordinates it. This is a team without his quarterback, and I think that that is that's what you're seeing here. And I can't blame them too much for that. This is sort of a lost season now. Um, they'll bounce back. They'll be fine. I think they'll be good again next year. They'll they'll be a favorite in the Sun Belt again, especially if Jamie Chadwell comes back, which let's hope for. That's that's all I'm going to say. I hope he comes back because I think it'd be I think it'd be good to see him there for another year. Uh, Georgia State, meanwhile, five and five has won four of its last five. Is going to win the next two over Arkansas State and Troy. Finish the season seven and five after a one and four start. Um, that's good. That's that's full on good. I I am I'm pleased with what I've seen from Georgia State as of late. I think that Sean Elliott is doing a doing a good job there. I, I think that this is a good team. Uh, next up in the Sun Belt, South Alabama app App State rolls thirty one seven. App State has locked up a conference title game berth against Louisiana. Should be a great game. I'm hoping it'll be a lot closer than the last one was. I I think it will be. I think that App State has improved enough that it will be close. I think that game was something of a fluke. I'm looking forward to it. And then last one in the in this league, uh, Louisiana-Troy. Louisiana doesn't have a whole lot of trouble with Troy. They really like to sleepwalk through these games. They really, really like to sleepwalk through these games, but they do get the job done here, and they move to, I think, 9-1 on the season. Troy, I want to mention, is 5-5. Five and five. Has App State and Georgia State left on the schedule? I think it's going to be 5-7 and seven here for Troy, and that is just... That is not enough with a with a burgeoning you know program within your own state in South Alabama, with UAB as good as it is, with just you know the the Sun Belt expanding and adding more squads. You you've got to be better than this if you're trying. I don't think Chip Lindsey is the guy to get them there. SEC, Mississippi State. We talked about it earlier. Forty three, Auburn thirty four. I don't have a whole lot else to add on this. Um, Good for Mississippi State. Good for Will Rogers. SEC East is 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 not great. I don't think I, I am or SEC West rather is not great. I don't think. I think there's a bunch of okay teams in there, but not a whole lot beyond that. Florida seventy, Samford fifty two. Dan Mullen has got to go. I think he's got to go. I don't think this is working in any in any way anymore. Um, the defense they get rid of of Todd Grantham and the defense gets worse. That's not what you want. That is not not how you draw it up um 52 points to Sanford man 42 in the first half I get they were sleepwalking here a little bit but this just sucks this sucks and to go on tv after the game go in your press conference after the game and say that you were happy about the win man I don't know about that if you're (laughs) if you're uh if you're Dan Mullen that's a tough sell for me um I don't blame the players for for being happy about it but if you're the coach man that is not that's not good. That is that is not good. That's not what you want. Um, next up in the SEC, Georgia forty-one, Tennessee seventeen. Not a not a surprise. I don't think uh, if you were surprised by this, you haven't paid a whole lot of attention to Georgia. Unfortunately, these guys are really good. I think they're going to win the national championship. They held Tennessee's offense underwater pretty much entirely after that first drive or so. Uh, Georgia is a really good second quarter team and did it again here. Georgia just keeps doing this they they keep on doing it they're going to continue to do it um they're doing it with Stetson Bennett which I think is really impressive that they don't really need something much more than that from from the quarterback that's hard to do and their defense is absolutely just that good um I don't think Georgia's going to lose this season I don't think they're going to lose in the SEC championship game I don't think they're going to lose in the playoff their defense is unlike anything I have ever seen in college football. I think Tennessee put up a good fight early on, but these just these are two wildly different teams, and and Georgia is significantly better, and it showed here. They are easily the ca- the class of college football. I don't know if anybody's even going to touch them this year. If I'm being honest, I don't think there's a team that I'm confident could put a dent into Georgia. Um, next up, Texas A&M, 19, Ole Miss, 29. Texas A&M is just doing what Georgia is doing, but it's worse at it, and that's not a great approach. Good win for Ole Miss. I don't know why we bought in on Texas A&M. Again, it seemed like not a great idea at the time, if I'm being honest, and it, it remained not a great idea. I'm curious about what this team would have been with Haynes King, but I think that this offense is just limited in in, in how Jimbo runs it and how he does things. Uh, they, they just they don't have the guys 
that they need to run they that they need to run this system and I don't think that those guys exist in college football anymore. I think that this is a, a bygone system and they need to they need to move on. They need to upgrade, not move on from Jimbo, obviously, but they need to move on offensively and, and upgrade and, and get something else going. Uh last one, Arkansas sixteen, LSU thirteen. I have no thoughts on this. Did not watch the game. I don't I don't care. Good win for Arkansas, seven and three. Good season for Arkansas in general. LSU is is already moving on from its coach. So uh no no real no real, you know, takeaways here. It it is what it is. I think this is about what we expected. CUSA UTSA 27, Southern Miss 17. Southern Miss rolled out Frank Gore Jr. as the wild as the Wildcat quarterback here because it was without any quarterbacks. It's been a tough year for Southern Miss. They are now, I want to say, 1-9 if memory serves. But Frank Gore Jr. is something of a bright spot. I'm hoping that he will be back next season. He's, he's a freshman. He's a redshirt freshman, so yeah, he should be. Um, he's good. He is he is he is the bright spot here. I think that he will be part of a good offense moving forward. It's just not that yet. UTSA UTSA is kind of sleepwalking here, but Rallies gets the job done. I think that they needed this to sort of jolt them back awake ahead of the final stretch, and they've got a division title game next week against UAB. Uh, UAB five and one in conference play. UTSA six and zero. Oh. Winner will all but certainly win the West and face off with I would guess Western Kentucky from the East. Uh, that should be a fun game. The UTSA-Western Kentucky game last time was really, really good, 52-46 in UTSA's favor. I think the UAB-UTSA game is going to be really good this upcoming week. Um, I'm I'm still high on this team. I'm really high on this team. I think they're good. I think they're good on both sides of the football. They needed this, like I said, to sort of jolt back awake, but... It uh, they didn't lose. They didn't. It didn't cost them, and that's that's the best you can ask for from a wake up game. UAB twenty one, Marshall fourteen. UAB scored fourteen points in the first quarter, and then just kind of ended the game. That was that was all they really needed. They had two hundred and fifty passing yards on thirteen completions. Uh, Marshall's pass defense is not good. It showed here. UAB took advantage of it early, and then just stopped doing anything. Didn't need to. Marshall couldn't get back on the UAB defense. They're good. The UAB's defense is really good. I think Marshall is struggling to to get acquainted with Charles Huff, but UAB's defense is what it usually is. The offense is what it usually is. I am concerned about my my beloved Roadrunners, but not in any way beyond the usual. You know, with a with a team that I with a team that I'm rooting for, the team that I like. I think it'll be a good game. I think UTSA wins, but it it should be really fun. Um, Big 12, next up, Oklahoma, we talked about 27, Baylor, Oklahoma 14. Um, Oklahoma, we thought coming in was fraudulent, and they are, and I don't have a whole lot to say beyond that. I think Baylor did a good job of getting Gary Bohannon into space as a runner. He didn't have a great day, a great day passing, but I think that he still made a nice impact and, and did what Baylor needed him to do. Great game for Dave Aranda defensively. I thought that they schemed the hell out of this. I think they did an, an excellent job in in uh, in drawing this one up. They had answers for everything that Oklahoma threw out there. I'm going to be sick if Oklahoma still makes the playoff because this team is just not very good. They don't have, they don't have it on either side of the ball. They really don't. Kansas State 34, West Virginia 17. Tough season for West Virginia, which is now four and six. Still has Texas and Kansas on the schedule. So could still get to a bowl game, but. This is a tough loss. This is one that they probably needed to uh, to take, as was Texas Tech uh, back in in early October. If you get those, you're looking at a pretty good eight and four team, I think, or, or maybe seven and five. Now you're you're fighting to get to six and six, and that's that's a tough break. I don't think this is a bad team. I don't think it's a bad program in general. The team itself is maybe not great, but um, this has not been a great great year out there. Uh, Iowa State, Texas Tech, we talked about a little bit. Texas Tech 41, Iowa State 38. Iowa State had to storm back to make this one even close. Texas Tech bangs a 62-yarder to win it. Good for Texas Tech. Bad for Iowa State. I don't think that they are built to win when they when they need to in these kind of games as a favorite. They just they're an upset team. They might upset Oklahoma next week, but I'm I'm very disappointed in Matt Gamble this season and in his in his performance and trying to maximize the talent that they have i he is very good at getting the most out of less talented teams but i need to see him do it with a with a good group here at this point because it's it's not good here and this is a team that should have been 10 and 2 you know 11 and 1 and should be competing for playoff spot or at least for the big 12 title and they're just they're obviously not that 
Kansas 57, Texas 56. We talked about this one. Great win for Kansas. I was I was fired up. I really enjoyed Jalen Daniels' um, post-game sort of he talked to uh, the sideline reporter. I thought that he was really – it was a really good reflection on Lance Leipold and on what they're doing there. I thought he played great. I think that his his commitment saying that you know he believes in the in the coaching staff and their in their process was encouraging. I'm glad to see that at Kansas. I think that it's a program that needed someone as a coach who could buy into the long term, and he's doing that. And I'm I'm happy for them. Last one, 63 Oklahoma State, 17 TCU. No real thoughts on this one. They should hire Deion Sanders. I think it'd be funny. Mountain West, Boise State. This was I think a Friday night game. Survives against. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming's defense is good enough to make it difficult on anybody, but Boise State is better here. Nevada, San Diego State, I talked about a little bit earlier. This game was a blast. I had a lot of fun watching this. San Diego State's defense is able to mostly limit Carson Strong to big plays that didn't end up killing the SDSU defense, which is all you could really ask for. Nevada's offense is so good, but San Diego State did just enough here to get the job done. I thought quarterback Lucas Johnson was awesome. The Georgia Tech transfer, I thought he played really well. 21 of 34 for a buck 76 and a touchdown. It doesn't sound like a lot, but for San Diego State, that's a big deal. Um, like we said earlier, shout out to Brady Hoke, who is who is uh, playing well, or is coaching well and whose team is playing well, and he, he seems to have a really good thing going here, and I hope that they... I hope that they keep him around. I, th- I hope that he keeps it going. I hope that he does not jump to a bigger job and that he's just comfortable here because I think that he belongs here. I think he's really good at this job, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy that they're uh, almost certainly heading to the Mountain West Conference title where they will play Utah State, which just beat San Jose State 48-17. to Shout out to Blake Anderson having one hell of a year out there, 8-2 and two Utah State. That's awesome in year one. Uh, this uh, this offense is good with Logan Bonner. The defense is, is impressive. Uh, they're having a lot of fun out there. I like this group a lot. I I really enjoyed this one as well. I had this one on sort of in the background. Utah State's good. I don't think they're going to blow it. I think they're going to go ten and two and go to the Mountain West Championship game, and that should be a fun one. They might combine for twenty points, San Diego State and Utah State, but that's fun nonetheless. Pac-12 rounded out here. Utah 38, Arizona 29. Don't know what's going on here. Don't care. Utah's going to beat Oregon at least once in their next two games, possibly twice. Arizona State 35, Washington 30. Sounds like Jimmy Lake is going to get fired if he didn't already get fired. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see on that. I'm interested to see who they hire beyond him, but I... I think it's time. I think it was much needed. Herm Edwards is is also <laughs> should be on the hot seat. He's not, but he should be because this is not good. But Arizona State does enough to get the job done here. Almost blew it. Tried to blow it a couple times, but Washington is better at that than than they are. Thirty five in favor of Oregon State. Fourteen for Stanford. I think it's time for Stanford. I don't know how Oregon lost to this team, but I think it's time for, for David Shaw and for Stanford as it has been. Oregon 38, Washington State 24. Not quite as close as the final score indicated. I thought that Oregon was dominant in the second half, did a good job here. I still don't trust that offense even a little bit I, at at all. I just don't. I don't think Anthony Brown is, is especially good. Um, and I have issues with that. I have issues with believing in an offense like that. But the defense is good. When it's on, it's good. I'm... I'm pretty sure Utah's going to beat them, but I do think that Oregon is is good, if nothing else. I don't think they're great, though. I think they're just good, and that's that's fine. They're going to go to a New Year's Six game. I don't think they're going to the playoff because I think they're going to, I think they're going to fall to Utah. I think they might do it twice. All right, that's all I've got. My jaw is sore, so I'm getting out of here. Um, I'll talk to you guys as we said on Thursday morning, but also probably on Wednesday morning when I have a uh, a bonus show that I'm going to record with uh with a Yukon guy. Yukon friend of the show. We're gonna talk Jim Mora. We're gonna talk about uh country club hires and country club media and country club programs and uh, about what's going on at U- at Yukon and why why Jim Mora is the guy there, why it either work will work or won't work. I'll, I'll tell you it's not going to. But uh we're gonna talk about that. So I will I will catch you guys on Wednesday.